You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. And welcome to Campus Beat. I'm Dinah Jansen. On June 24th, 2021, the Museum of Healthcare in Kingston announced that it is seeking contributions from all Canadians to share their personal COVID-19 stories in an effort to lay the foundation for a future COVID-19 collection at Queen's. Today, we welcome Savannah Sewell, the Margaret Angus Research Fellow at the Museum of Healthcare, who is heading this collaborative project and is here to talk about the initiative, the collection that her team aims to build and its importance in both in the history of in its importance in the history of healthcare in Canada. Welcome, Savannah. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, and really, really excited to talk about this new initiative. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. Thanks so much for having a chat about it. We're we're so excited about the museum, and we're so excited how the communities responded. So amazing! All right, so before diving into the super fascinating project, uh, Savannah, can you can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and your fellowship at the museum and your leadership on this project? Yes. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of background about me. So I started my academic museum-ish journey uh, at McMaster and I completed a BA in anthropology there and graduated in 2017. Um, met some phenomenal people there and kind of was in archaeology working with uh, BioArc in a few different senses and graduated not really knowing how I was going to use it. Uh, took a year off, had a great time, traveled and uh, then went back to the University of Toronto to get a Master's of Museum Studies. Uh, And so my Master's of Museum Studies really led me. I graduated uh, right as COVID hit in April of 2020 and uh, led me to a few different really great opportunities during COVID. And one of those opportunities was working in a vaccine clinic. And so the vaccine clinic in Barrie that I was working at at Royal Victoria Um, The vaccine clinic I was working at while I was there, I realized that the story of COVID um, and COVID-19 pandemic as a whole is so much bigger than just the health moment, you know, the the healthcare that I was seeing and the policies that you see on the news. It was about the stories and how everything culminates into one large historical record. I saw the posting, um, a friend of mine, Jill from the Oshawa Museum, uh, forwarded a a posting for the Margaret Angus Research Fellowship. And I applied, basically proposing that I wanted to create a narrative and the manuscript and lecture would be a narrative all about the lived experience of COVID, the lived experience of a modern health crisis. And so the ways that I wanted to do that weren't just me writing a lot of words and, you know, nobody wanting to read them, but was to integrate how phenomenal the Museum of Healthcare really is at showing these wonderful, wonderful and magnificent pieces the artifacts with these amazing narratives. And so we decided to collect narratives, to collect actual artifacts, and then to also write the, the blogs in the final manuscript. So that's where we are now. And we're so excited that it's, that it's underway and uh, we get to start collecting all of these things. Wonderful. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit more about the Museum of Healthcare itself for some of our listeners uh, in Kingston, but even beyond? 
tell us a little bit more about maybe some of the kinds of exhibits and programming that it does offer and, and collections that are accessible to the public. Absolutely. So uh, our museum manager, Kevin, he's phenomenal. And one of the my favorite things that he says is that our collection is criminally underused. So we have our, our wonderful Ka uh, Kathy, our wonderful collections manager. Uh, she is taking care of over 35,000 artifacts. And um, this collection is public on our website, incredibly accessible. And, uh, and one of those things that, you know, like Kevin says, it's criminally underused and can be used for so many different things. Um, because we are a national museum of healthcare, um, it's, it's, it's a representation of Canada as a whole and the health experience over the board. Um, so one of the things that they really pride themselves on is being uh, providing a context and a perspective of healthcare that's really accessible and mm -hmm. Canadian. Um, so yeah, so one of the uh, the phenomenal things we're really excited about is uh, four or three of the summer students that have joined us this year, as well as Claire, our wonderful programming coordinator, uh, have a walking tour coming up and they're, everybody's busy learning all the, the stories and the lines and everybody's really excited to welcome people back to the museum. So we're all very excited that there's going to be people back with us at the museum with these walking tours as things open up. Um, I think that, you know, more to the point of this particular project, we're so uniquely capable and and uh, prepared to tell this story because of the history that we already have. So our collection stores things like our smallpox vaccine, um, an intact iron lung, which was recently used in a documentary about polio. Yeah. Sounds like a weird thing to be excited about, but again, the history degree, you'll, you'll get it. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah like, oh, polio. Uh, but <laughs> I'm excited that people are using that. And, you know, as, as difficult as this time is, and, you know, I, I don't want to take away from, from the tragedy people have experienced and, the, you know, how terrible these past two years have been for people. The really unique moment that we have here is to collect a narrative and a really holistic historical record of what's going on and those personal narratives that we're asking for, as well as the artifacts they mean that we can do that modernly so things aren't missed. So we don't have holes in our historical record this time. All right. And we'll, we'll dig a little deeper into that shortly. I, oh boy, really exciting stuff. Yeah. Let's climb right into the nuts and bolts of the project itself. Specifically, what kinds of contributions are you looking for to build this new collection? Um, so yeah, so when it comes to artifacts, um, we're looking for things like vaccine files, PPE, um, you know, anything like uh, like testing kits, things like that, like the rapid testing kits. Um, we have a lot of really great examples of digital and print media. Um, so it seems so mundane because we're experiencing this every day, but those signs on the wall when you walk into the doctor's office saying stay six feet apart that are branded with the doctors or, or the doctor's office or branded with the, you know, the company that has produced them. Those things are something that they're unique to a certain space, unique to a certain policy and a company. And as they've been used during this pandemic, they're really important to, to for us to navigate in the future, how everybody handled it. Mm -hmm. Like that. Um, we are looking for ventilators, um, not in use, um, but ventilators specific to the pandemic. 
Um, and then when it comes to narrative, I really can't stress that no story is too small. Um, we want to have representation of everybody who's experienced this pandemic in their own way. And mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, a change in, in jobs, a change in location, because, you know, like for myself, I was so lucky I moved back from downtown Toronto and moved in with my mom and dad again, which was not something that I expected to do at 25. But here I am. And it's been unique and wonderful and thank you so much that they've taken me in again (laughs) but uh, you know it's one of those things that those stories as small as they seem right now and as almost redundant because we're living it every day it won't be in a hundred years and I know that your brain goes there too with a history degree Um, but yeah so anything like that we're we're looking for people who have had to pivot their businesses their small businesses that they own we want to know how everybody's experienced this because no story is alike. Everybody's experience is unique and we want everybody equally and well represented. And uh, mm-hmm. even some of the language we use in the press release, which is really important, is Canadians and Canadian residents. We know that everybody who's experienced the pandemic in Canada may not be a Canadian, you know, have that citizenship. And it's so important that we know those stories too, because you know, I know people who were here on on uh, doing school, were here um, studying on, on study visas, who've had to experience this pandemic in a completely unique way. And uh, yeah, so no story is too small. We really do want to hear from a great vastness and variety of people. Fantastic. So let's hear more, and you've touched on this already, but let's hear more about the value of projects specifically for future researchers but even everyday visitors to the museum, whether it's five years from now, 50 or even 100 years from now. Absolutely. Um, I think that the value uh, is one of those things that as we talk about, perhaps the manuscript is what we should talk about. So what we're going to have, what our tangible moment at the end of this is. Um, So I I also should mention that in late October, there will be a lecture that I will be putting on about the project as well. And that will be uh, videoed and and put into uh, on the YouTube and with the museum as well, if that's something a little bit more accessible for people to experience rather than read the rather long manuscript. but it's important because in a lot of experiences, when we talk about health crisis or, um, you know, pandemics or even large world experiences, world events, there are holes in, in the, I love the word narrative, I'm using it a lot, but there are holes in the narrative where we, we don't have stories that are going to represent everybody and certainly not equally. So this is important and so, so important to get down to like the nitty gritty differences between how people have experienced this because we don't want those holes. We want in a hundred years when people research to say, I want to know what it was like to be uh, the mom of five kids who were, you know, were doing uh, school from home and we only had two laptops who, you know, lived in Alberta and, you know, lived in a rural sense. So we have a lot of internet problems or lived in a city sense. So I, it was tough to get the kids outside, you know, it's everything like that. Those little details that we want to make sure are included. Um, I think too, that because the Museum of Healthcare is the, the frame of this, we're so lucky that we're going to have the background of, of 
telling these medical crisis and these health crisis before um, and telling the, the story of vaccines in the past and being able to compare and contrast the collections, the stories we have, you know, the vaccine rollouts, how things were, were marketed and how communication was or how information was communicated to people, things like that. Okay. Wow. Wow. So I wonder too if there might be a, a future exhibit coming down the road, maybe not in the next year or two, but a few years down the road. Is there any vision for that? And and if there is an exhibit, uh, what? How will you determine what's exhibited, and 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 what happens to the artifacts that may or may not be selected for ex- exhibit itself? They get stored away somewhere. What happens? Yes. Uh, yeah. So as with most museums. Um, typically the vast majority of the collection is not on display. Right. You know, and so I, I'm not sure, we don't have any plans for an exhibit so far. Um, however, I don't think that it's very far-fetched to imagine that the Museum of Healthcare will be exhibiting some of these items. It's certainly something that I would love to see. Uh, okay. And so I think that that's, that's a really, really important point. So currently um, the museum has a few exhibits on vaccines, on PPE, um, the, the MARF, the Margaret Agnes Research Fellow from last year, Jessica, um, her project was on PPE and the evolution of, and um, that's all available on the website if people are interested in reading her work. Amazing. She did some incredible work as well. And uh, so all of that information uh, is there. And so we have those, the display of the masks. So we have, you know, masks from the Spanish flu and how do we compare and contrast them, you know, to to now. And so I imagine that uh, an exhibit for our COVID-19 project would be very similar. However, what I would love to see in who knows, can't tell the future. But what I would love to see is to see these narratives that we're going to to have to be highlighted. I think if you think about a lot of uh, museum exhibits that people, we call them typically blockbuster exhibits, things like the Titanic and, you know, the Holocaust experiences. One of the ways that we can really, really get in tune and get um, identified with those stories is if we see those personal narratives. And that's why I think it's so important and so, so crucial to this project to be human centric um, as well as you know these artifacts are beautiful and wonderful and it's amazing to see them and so important to collect them but when we connect them to the people who donated them and to the narratives that they're telling it just becomes a, a lot bigger and a more holistic experience so that's amazing yeah kind of covered uh, the physical artifacts and the oral histories and why they're they're super important to the study of the history of healthcare in Canada and, and overall elsewhere too. I wonder if we can now uh, shift a little bit over to uh, who's who's working on the project too. I understand it's a collaborative project. Who are the team members and what roles are they playing? Uh, Yes, so currently uh, our team at the museum, um, so my supervisor is Dr. Ian Gemmel, um, and he is supervising me very kindly uh, for this project. And uh, so he and the rest of the board of directors um, have been phenomenal and very supportive, as well as our current team is, as like I mentioned, is uh, Kevin, Kathy, and Claire, and then our three wonderful summer students. Um, So we've kind of had uh, more of the collaboration lately um, has has been between myself and Claire and Kathy. Um, So Kathy on the side of collection. Mm -hmm. 
wonderfully experienced in collections management, specifically with the Museum of Healthcare, and has been so um, kind in her delivery of, of what's going to be realistic, what space we have, what we need, what we, you know, what we have in the past, so what we can collect to compare and contrast. So that's been phenomenal. Um, and we also have uh, Claire, who is new to our museum and, and very exciting. So she's new, just like me. And uh, she has been working with the social media and the programming. And so um, I think that at the end of the day, uh, what we would love to see is, you know, we've been so successful with the call to collect and, and you know, the press release and the call to collect or to narratives um, that Claire, Kathy and I, I've been so fortunate to have them because they know how to navigate those spaces um, and have done such an incredible job and been fantastic with me. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. It's really a, a whole museum space. Um, but then the wonderful part is, is we have all of these people who are not museum staff who have been great at communicating to me. So we have, you know, Dr. Reddy, who's been wonderful. And we have a few members of, uh, of the team at Ingenium who've been amazing to, to communicate with uh, because they're also working on, uh, also working on a COVID collection. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a real community effort here. I just got off the phone with another member of the team at Ingenium about a new blog post for next month. And uh, so, so it's a real community effort. And I hope at the end of it to be able to have the permission to publish everybody who's been a part of it. Um, because there are, at this point, I think we're up to about 30 names. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. you know, one of our big contributors is uh, Felicity Pope, who's a member of our BOD. And uh, she has been collecting um, COVID artifacts and we didn't even know. And uh, reached out to her and she's been amazing and so wonderful to contribute to the project. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that at the end of this, uh, we have a wonderful list of people who've contributed and it will be a community project, which was, was the hope. <laughs> amazing, all right. So are you aware of any other similar projects happening elsewhere in Canada or beyond? Absolutely, absolutely. There are, um, you know, so many museums who uptook this, um, you know, in, in the beginning stages. Um, so like I mentioned, so uh, there are, there's a team at Ingenium which for anybody who doesn't know, is the collection of the three science and tech uh, national uh, museums in Ottawa. So I believe it's, um, and I don't, I don't want to get this wrong, but it's the uh, Aerospace and Automotive Museum, I believe, Agriculture and Science and Tech. And those are, I believe, the three, and that's Ingenium. And so there's a, a team there doing a wonderful project. And I don't want to say too, too much about their project, because that's something that they are going to get to brag about. <laughs> but uh, we've been doing wonderful, wonderful stuff. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's uh, uh, David Pantalones and, or Pantalone and uh, Emily Gann were the two contacts that we've had with for that. They've been fantastic. And their project is so gorgeous. This stuff, it's, we've got real artifact jealousy for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a couple other museums. I think that you'll find most museums have up took a project very similar to this. Um, but the coolest thing about museums is the hundreds that we have in Canada. Um, it means that every each one of them takes a little bit of a new uh, a new spin on it. So you know we've we've got museums that are looking at this through different lenses. And uh, whether it's municipal, national, provincial, whatever it is, whether it's about the policy or about the people or about healthcare, it's we're going to have this wonderful, wonderful record. And uh, it's one of those things that the museum field 
did really quickly and I believe are doing really, really well. So I'm very excited to see how everybody's projects turn out. Fantastic. All right. So overall, uh, for you as the project lead, what's your big goal? My big goal? That's a big question. <laughs> um, I'll tell you from, from the viewpoint I'm coming from, uh, this is, since graduating, this is my first contract with the museum. Um, so it's, it's a four month contract and so, so exciting. The fellowship, the, you know, is so exciting and such a neat space for me to be in and to kind of explore this, this first experience. And I think at the end of the day, what I'm looking for, for this project is to be an accurate depiction of the variety of lived experiences of COVID and the pandemic as a whole. And I really hope that the museum can use everything that we are working on to, you know, within their programming, within, you know, the, the collection can use it for research and we can be collaborative with those other projects the museums are working with. I think that, uh, that I just, the Museum of Healthcare is such a unique and wonderful space to be doing this in. They're so prepared for this project. And I just want to be as helpful and tell as accurate a depiction as I can so that in a hundred years when somebody does a project or is writing a dissertation about how TikTok was experienced during COVID-19 and the, you know, the, you know, the growth of it and uh, how it was used as a form of escapism, they're going to have this awesome manuscript to show them what they, what they needed to see that's full of true lived experiences and I do have to check myself that as passionate, as excited as I get, this is something that's going to be hard to read in some spaces, right? It's going to be difficult for people to uh, to relive, but it's mm -hmm. so important. So yeah, so at the end of things, I, I really hope that we have a, a true and useful manuscript and lecture that that is easy for people to access to to really understand what happened. Well, thank you for that. And and I appreciate too that uh, some of the artifacts that you might be receiving too are uh, non-traditional, if you will, like uh, maybe some of Kingston's local artists might start submitting a video of them doing their at-home performances because they couldn't play a concert anymore in public and oh, some fun folks doing those fun things on, t on the TikTok too. So I I'm excited to see what kinds of artifacts are actually collected as opposed, in addition to the the, uh, the tr more traditional ones like the PPE and et cetera, et cetera. Oh boy, what what fun for you and your team. So uh, before we close today, Savannah, I wonder if you have any words for our listeners about why they might consider participating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that you know, for for your audience being being a part of the Queens community, um, I I know that a community like that is really tight knit. Um, coming from a few a few universities myself, and I know that a community like that is really tight knit. And uh, Kingston is just a, such a wonderful space to be in, and we're so fortunate to uh, to have brick and mortar space in Kingston. Um, and I think that if you're listening to this and you haven't thought about this before because I know that anybody with uh, with a history degree has. Uh, <laughs> you know what do you what do you want your your kids and your grandkids to know? You know, uh, all of us grew up asking our grandparents. You know, what was it like being born or being young in World War II? And we're going to get those questions of like, what was it like? What was the experience of COVID nineteen and the pandemic like? And I think 
something like this, especially donating a narrative to us um, and contributing, whether it's a narrative in a picture or something like that, it's going to mean that you're in our museum and you're in the collection in this unique way. So when you at, when your grandkids ask, there's gonna be some, some actual piece of evidence right there. You won't have to try to recall um, because we are as, as human beings so great at forgetting. And, uh, and I don't think that forgetting is always a bad thing, but sometimes it's, it's hard for us to remember. So it's really interesting and exciting that there's an opportunity to, to put that on paper and tell your story because a community like this, sometimes those connections are amazing too. Uh, so if you tell your story, maybe somebody who's experiencing something similar will read it and identify and, uh, and find a community and a space for them to, to kind of debrief the pandemic. Uh, so there's so many reasons there's so many reasons to uh, to donate an artifact or uh, an, a narrative to us. And if it is something that you're wondering, is it important? Is it something you're interested in? Please reach out because I, myself and my team are more than excited and more than happy to have a conversation um, about why it is. And mm -hmm. I'd love to have everybody be a part of this. Absolutely. And now for interested folks out there in the Kingston area, let alone the uh, communities beyond in Canada, uh, and maybe even worldwide, but had been in Canada, but maybe not so much if there's a travel ban. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. So uh, for interested folks, whether they're right here in Kingston or elsewhere across the country, uh, how can they learn more about the project and how to submit their stories and artifacts? Absolutely. Uh, so there's a, a few different spaces. Um, our wonderful website. So it's very easy Googling Museum of Kingston, uh, Museum of Healthcare at Kingston. And that's just our, our website, www.museumofhealthcare.com or .ca, I apologize. And uh, lots of information on there. We also have on all of our social media, thanks to Claire, on our Instagram, on our Facebook and on our Twitter, all Museum of Healthcare. Um, there's all of the, the links to narratives and collections there. And if you just want to reach out, um, our email museum at kingstonhsc.ca um, means that you can get in contact with us and, uh, and have a bit of a conversation. And uh, yeah, so, so really either way you, you want to reach out, we're always on all of those platforms and more than happy to give you information or have a conversation about what you'd like to, uh, how you'd like to participate with us. Fantastic. So Savannah, anything else to add before we close? Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And if you do decide to, uh, to share space with us and be a part of this project, thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much to you for, for hosting me and, uh, and highlighting our project because we are so fortunate and excited to be able to do it. I, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you today. Absolutely. Folks, we have been talking with Savannah Sewell, the Margaret Angus Research Fellow at the Museum of Healthcare right here in Kingston about this really fascinating, very exciting collaborative project uh, collecting COVID-19 stories and artifacts in an effort to lay the foundations for a future COVID-19 collection right here in Kingston. Thank you so much for so, uh, giving us so much of your time and telling us so much about this amazing project. We really do appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jenna.
Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.